0: Kiprios, Justin Bourne. And we are live streaming on YouTube Sportsnet's channel. Looking at the top chats. One comes from... Oh, where's my favorite here? I just saw it two seconds ago. I think we're... Comes from Cole Dobinson. Who says in the chat, I always feel like Kipper is going to make Sammy cry when he disagrees with him. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i feel like no (laughs) no one can see sammy behind the glass but i feel like people have no idea what sammy looks and is built someone saw him the other day and was like wait he's tall sam's six five out there for people who uh who aren't aware sam we're not gonna reveal sammy i know it's like a mystery man he also weighs 104 pounds uh, you're like
0: you're like uh um vera from cheers we never did see her That's that's a really topical one.
1: (laughs) Not a current
2: reference. Our YouTube
0: base is loving that one. Sorry, (laughs) I'm going to the 80s. Uh, We have Alan. We did VCRs already. Sony Walkmans. One guy that scared a few people in his career is our next guest, Alan May, former NHLer. How many how many PMs over the career?
3: Um, Two thousand? I don't know. You know what? I think altogether I was just a shade under three grand. You take all the leagues that I played in. So. <laughs> Damn. There, were, there were a few. And I I think my first four years I had about 1,600 penalty minutes. I think that's what I had the first four years, something like that. So I was active. It was fun. I wish I could still do that. But 3.39 I, like, in the first I grand year. Kid. Yeah. Well, I, I just go in the minor leagues, though, what I did the first few years before I did like a uh, Three fifty two four eleven. The only numbers I can remember: three fifty two four eleven and three something. I don't know.
0: Three thirty nine. Well, our year, our first year together. Wow. I think.
3: Yeah, and, and yeah, that's because everyone wanted to pick on the lightest guy in the team. I don't know what that was all about, but it, it we, was a lot of fun. I wish I'd go back to that year. I'd go back in a time machine here.
0: So, how's the nation's capital? What's going on down there? Uh, Just what is the overall vibe?
3: You know what, right now it's just it's almost business as usual. I guess I live close I live next door to the French embassy. There's nothing going on there. And then I gotta drive by when I go to work tonight, I'm gonna drive by the Russian embassy and there's probably gonna be about a hundred protesters out there, lots of T V cameras. But other than that, it's business as usual and then tomorrow is the State of the Union downtown. So what will happen there is they're I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're building another fortress around everything. I don't get it. And uh but it's just—it's just kind of how chaotic it's been the last five or six years. It's just another day, uh, not in paradise. So, it's—but uh, it just seems like life goes on, and you know, it, it doesn't really. Unless you watch the news, you wouldn't know what's going on.
0: As, as far as uh, you know, we know we have a, a number of uh, Russian uh, players in the National Hockey League, Alan. But nobody bigger or having more of a prominent uh, role than Alexander Ovechkin. Is there a sense on how this has affected him? Moving forward, can you feel uh, the weight of the world on his shoulders or is that more business as usual?
3: No, you know, I, I would think that, that uh, I can't speak for him, but there's definitely concerns because his wife and children are over there right now. Both of his parents are there. Uh, his grandmother, you know, that his entire extended family's over there. His wife is from there. And, you know, so I'm sure that they're all of the players that are on the Capitals, even the Swedes now. After, you know, what Putin had to say the other day, I'm sure just everyone's talking about, you know, normally you're just trying to keep your talk limited to just what's going on in the hockey world. But now all of a sudden these guys get genuine concerns and I'm sure that they're all watching the news, listening to the news, reading the news uh, more than they normally do. So it's I'm sure it's a concern for every single uh, player in the National Hockey League right now that's from the countries over there.
1: And Alan, we do want to focus on the hockey game. Just one follow-up on that before we move on. is just how has the community response been to Ovechkin's statement? Is the, the fans rallied behind that, or are there some people disappointed in the way he's handled it?
3: Oh, uh, you know what? There's always people. There, the, I go by the 95-5 rule, you know, and there's 5% of the people that always want to be pissed off and create a controversy or upset, you know, telling you what you should say. Meanwhile, they've never said or done anything. Uh, so, you know, it's, there's always going to be people, but I, I think the majority of the response is Alexander Ovechkin's a hockey player. Uh, he's not a world leader. He's you know, been the best goal scorer in the National Hockey League since he got into it. And you know no one expects him to be able to change the world. What's he going to be able to do? So I think most people have just kind of washed it aside and say, hey, he's just a hockey player. And people say, well, he's a Russian. I used to Well, he's still just a hockey player. And you know, right now, you know, people throwing jabs at him from all over from different sides You know, there's some of the people that I've read, they're just people that are making the news about themselves right now. And, you know, so I I think by and large here in D.C., people just understand that he's a hockey player and and a family man first and foremost.
0: We're talking to Alan May, who covers the Capitals for NBC Washington. Tonight, uh, what kind of team is uh, the Leafs going to see? We we often think about Washington as one of the teams that could contend for a Stanley Cup, but... You know, like a number of teams out there, there are concerns about who's going to lead the charge in that. Samsonov Samsonov has been the goalie, I think, uh, last half a dozen games. But uh, is there a sense that uh, they might have to go shopping, Alan?
3: Well, I think the biggest thing, and I think it's unfair right now, when you look at, you know, the Caps have, what, 65 points, something like that. I'm just going by my bad memory, but you know, you look at Samsonov, he's 17-9-3, and, and you know, he's been hung out to dry in a lot of nights. They've dealt with, like most teams, you know, when you have too many other players in the lineup, you know, the team has been ripe for chances, and I think before they go, you know, everyone blames the goaltenders. When you look at seventeen, nine, and 3 is not too bad. Um, you know, if he was somewhere else, they would be ranting and raving about how well he's been playing. Vitek Banachek will probably play Thursday night. He's He's played consistently well all season. But Sam Sonoff is one of those guys, and I'm not sure what it is. But people, every goal that goes in is a bad goal. He let in two the other day. People said, oh, he should have stopped both of those. I disagree. Um, They were both good goals. There's, you know, different things that factored into them. And, you know, blown coverage on the first goal. And I think there's been a lot of blown coverage here. And when I look at the Caps roster, to me, they've been playing without a line all season long. They've been basically a three-line team. It goes the first, the second, to the fourth. Uh, Lars Eller's had a very tough year. Uh, He's playing with uh, McMichael, the rookie. And and McMichael still has so many things to learn about puck battles and, you know, all the other things in the game. Daniel Sprong's been, you know, in and out of the lineup. And, you know, I I don't know what he he concentrates on on, in a game, but it's not puck battles and it's not how he plays without the puck. You know, he's just worried about getting his shots off. So that line's been kind of a thorn in the cap side all season long. And then you go back to the injuries that they've had, and Backstrom, you know, he's 20 games in now, and it, it, he didn't get the skate in August, September, October, November, and he still looks like a guy that needs to get his legs under him. Oshie's, what, he missed 18 games until he came back last week, played a couple, and he still looks like he's behind. And then Anthony Mantha got hurt, I think, 14 games in, 18 games in, something like that. And he just started to wear a contact jersey today on in the morning skate, which means that he should be back soon. And I think you get him back, you know, all of a sudden the lineup starts to look a little better. But I think they need some help on the right side. I think they, I believe that they need help in the top six category. And I would say that they probably need another centerman and, and, and someone that can play a two-three role and, and be very effective. And I'm not sure if you'd move. You know, someone out to make that happen, but I think they definitely need help in getting another player that can play up front, and maybe a defenseman that plays with some snarl. And I, I would say that they're probably—I would say the forwards have to be better, and maybe some—you need a somewhat of a badass defenseman out there uh, that's just a little more physical at times. But before I go blaming the goalies, I would say that they need more help up front. And they need to play a lot better when they do not have the puck.
1: Sounds like the Leafs. Yeah, I've heard this story before. <laughs> um, look, looking wow. at the Metro. Sorry,
3: go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Uh, just looking at the Metro, and it's not like the teams ahead of them are without flaws. Like, the Rangers are not an amazing team. The the Penguins have, you know, they've been hot and cold. Is, is this Capitals team a legitimate Stanley Cup contender? Um, you know, if they're healthy? Because it feels to me like they've got a lot of big names and a lot of guys who've been through it before. It just feels like they've kind of had a rough run of luck this year.
3: Well, they've had, you know, they they were one of the last teams to really be affected by COVID. But when it came, it went through the lineup and injuries happened at the same time. So all of a sudden, you know, the record has not been good since all of that happened. But before it, I think they were 16-4-6 before they lost their first players to COVID. And that was without Oshie, without Mantha, without Backstrom in the lineup. They were holding their own. And then after that, when they started to break up the six defensemen that were really in that time frame, they had six defensemen that played every game. That was the strength of the team. We were talking about how well the young goaltenders were playing. We were talking about the defense, you know, how they were providing offense, how they were stifling other teams. Well, they've been leaking goals, and I'm not blaming the goalies. Uh, are they a Stanley Cup contender? No, not today. They need help. we got to see where the team is when Mantha gets back. Uh, Does he go second line, third line? Sherry would go back. McMichael, there's a good chance to go out of the lineup. Lars Eller needs to play so much better. And if you get some help, maybe TJ Oshie goes goes back to the third line, and and you can start to build something up front. But I think when you look at the caps right now, I I go Wilson and Hathaway are the two guys that have been there all season long, and there was a hole. There was no Oshie, so you had – the two, three spots were wide open, and now you need Oshie to get his game in order, and he needs to start playing much better, but you're going to give him the benefit of the doubt after missing so many games. I think he's got 20 games under his belt right now, and he's going to take it probably another a couple weeks, I would say, till he gets up to speed. And if he continues to get injured, they definitely have to make a move and maybe LTIR him and bring in something that can get this team to the playoffs. And kind of like everyone else, you, you hide players on the long-term IR you know, with air quotes with that and to make your roster better if you can.
0: Before the season started, Alan, I I looked at, uh, you know, the standings and I looked at teams and two teams that I thought that could have missed the playoffs when it started uh, were Pittsburgh and Boston only because they're holding on to those, those last few pushes from their star players. And it appears both of them are going to make the playoffs. But is is Washington going to be looked upon now as one of those teams that is just holding on with their core guys? And you mentioned Oshie and Backstrom, who I know just recently signed a long-term deal. But his health issues, I'm not sure how many more good years he has left.
3: Well, I would think with him, you know, having, having the hip injury that he did, he had surgery a couple of years ago. It was a long off-season of rehab. It went into November and early December. And, you know, his best years are behind him. He's got 21 games. He's got 15 points. Uh, and just I looked at him the first month. To me, that was just like his his training camp month. And, you know, just starting to get it going. So they definitely have to start change, you know, changeover. I would think that the team would look drastically different this year. And, but I do believe that they can make a strong playoff push uh, with a couple things. I think structurally they need to ch- change the way they play when they do not have the puck. And as I said, they need to make some additions up front. I know that they have an addition in Anthony Mantha coming, and they're going to need consistency out of him. They're going to He's going to have to be a noticeable, large player. He can skate around players. They need that intensity to be up. They need him to be a shooter, not a passer, not a playmaker. And I know when they first brought Oshie here, his first season, to the first 40 games, he used to drive me absolutely crazy because he was on the line with Ovechkin and Backstrom, and he was always passing when he should have been shooting. When they finally got it through his head to shoot the puck, all of a sudden, you know, he was having career years in the goal scoring department. I think Anthony Manth, if he's out playing on his offside and he's out there with Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, or if he's on the offside with, say, Backstrom, he needs to fire the puck. So he's going to be a strong addition when they do get him back. He had a pretty funky injury to his shoulder. Uh, so he, I would say that he's probably another week, to ten, week, two weeks, I'd say two weeks probably, until they get him back in the lineup full time. But once again, I still think that, that this team with their third line is a huge weakness right now. They've got to bolster it, and I have a feeling that their general manager is out there pounding the pavement right now, trying to make something happen sooner than later.
1: Alan, what are your thoughts on this Leafs team that's coming to town to play the Caps who just scored 10 goals and gave up seven in their, their last game?
3: What the hell was that? <laughs> I don't night? Know. That was like, that was like eighties night. I kind of loved it. And uh, <laughs> I was like, no one's no one's really hitting. And it was just trading chances. Like they were 10 years old, like a, a 10 U team. I thought it was good. You know what? One of the things that I thought the last few years, I, I thought they were slow in their bottom six. Hmm. and, you know, I think you have to make sure that your role players understand their roles. I think their top six is spectacular. Uh, and, you know, there's, you know, Kashe, there's a lot of different ways you can look at him, but Tavares is putting up. Neilander, the forgotten man, every time I see the least play, he seems like he's the most dangerous player. He he He's almost like an effortless skater, and I don't mean that in, in a derogatory way. He, he's a beautiful skater, but I really think if this guy puts his nose to the grindstone. He he can be probably the most important forward they have. Everyone's always dependent on Matthews to score. The Bunting kid, I love watching this guy play because he's a pain in the ass out there. More than the 18 goals and the 40 points, he's a pain in the ass. He gets to the paint, he drives to the net, and I think they have to have more of that. McKay has to add that to his game. The Camp Kerfoot line, they've got to be strong because I really think the third line on all of the teams is the one that's the difference maker. I, I look at Pittsburgh. And they're such a well-coached team, but all their top three centermen work it. And I think they're the best coach in the league, and Rod, you know, both Mike Sullivan and Rod Brindamore, to me, are the two best coaches in the league. And I think they force their teams to play with jam. So for the Leafs to go far, I think they have to play with jam. I'm a huge fan of Jason Spezza. I think he brings it every night. Uh, he's still a guy that's strong in the face-off circle. I love the intensity, the fact that he's bought into the role of being the fourth-line setter. And, but you look at the team, I would say that the weakness is on defense still, you know, are those guys capable of playing in their own zone in a ground and pound type of series. And right now, when I look at the lineup, I think that's what the caps have to focus on tonight is playing a ground and pound game down low against the Leafs tonight.
0: If we are talking about uh, a ground and pound kind of team in the East, I, I think most of us would probably pick Florida for those first 50 games. But, I don't know if they look tired, but there's, there's a hiccup there as well. Overall, who do you like in the East? Uh, and we include, obviously, the Metro division in this as, as your overall heavy, big, heavy team with just the right amount of skill.
3: The Tampa Bay Lightning are, to me, they're still the favorites. Uh, they, they get in your face. You know, they change their identity. You know, two years ago when they won the Stanley Cup, they started to push back. Uh, they were easily intimidated. They didn't focus on the physical game. And now they have brought in players. They've replaced players very well uh, with the guys that they had to lose because, you know, with the salary cap circumstance. But I look at Tampa. You know, their the defenseman will play physical. Victor Hedman has gone from being a guy that was taking hits, now he's making hits. He's involved in every scrum. You see him face washing out there. And there's a 90s throwback. And uh, I just think Tampa, when you look at how gritty they played, I look at that outdoor game the other night, I watched that and the Leafs game simultaneously, and I just thought Tampa, they were involved all game long. And I have Nashville as probably the hardest-working team in the league. They talk about a team that, you know, scratches and claws to get every point. And Tampa really took it to them the other night. I thought they they played a, a very physical game. Uh, they played defense. they line up five guys at the blue line when they have to. You know, For a while there, all they were doing was try to dance up and down the ice, kind of like Florida. Florida's that team. Now, I have not seen so many odd man rushes. I guess the last team that was really odd man rushes, like the Florida Panthers, was the the Penguins that you and I played against, Nick Kipper, uh, back in the 90s, The team that won back-to-back Stanley Cups. They were up and down the ice and odd man rushing you to death. And I look at Florida. They're probably one of the most exciting. They probably are the most exciting team every game in the National Hockey League because every time they get it, they're in a full-court press. They're they're getting after you. And I just think they're in a little bit of a hiccup right now, but they will come around. I, I think they'll end up leading the league in points when it's all said and done. But to me, is the team you put your money on because they're playing every style of hockey there is.
0: All I remember is, Mariel, you looking at me and going, why don't you go back to the minors, Kiprios?
3: Oh, that hurts from you.
0: That hurts, oh, uh,
3: and you know what? And you look at the, they had Yager, and he was just skating around. He was fat. He seemed like he was faster than everyone. He was stronger than everyone. And then they had those knucklehead Stevens and Tockett and Ron Francis. <laughs> there were just so much depth on that team, and uh, but they were they they had a simple breakout, but they just wrapped the puck around the left wing. That guy would just fling it across the ice, and they'd be off to the races. It, it was. It was it was uh, kind of fun to watch and awful to watch at the same time when they're victimizing your team. But it, it, there were some sweet hockey players on that team.
0: OV five goals away from pos- passing Yager for third all time. Does he does he get him tonight? <laughs> I, they gave up seven Saturday, so I, I had to throw it out there.
3: Well, yeah, Marozik's in that, and I think they're going to have to protect him. But I I, I I think he's not going to he's not going to get it tonight. But I know he's pissed off the other night after the game. And I expect him to come out and be on fire tonight physically. I think, you know, when this team has a letdown, he's the guy, he's the leader that goes out there. Everyone always talks about the physicality of Wilson. But I expect Ovi to go out there tonight and to get after the defenseman and whoever's playing on the right side tonight, the the freight train's going to be coming for them. And I think when he's more physical like that, he's more involved. He's definitely got a shooter stick ready today.
0: Who's answering that bell L- for L- the L- least? Lilligren sees Ovechkin coming down. <laughs> <laughs> ah! A change. Give me off. Well, we, uh, we look forward to it, Alan. We really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for doing this.
3: All right. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Alan.
0: So who's, who's answering that freight train?
1: You know who is? The, uh, the, the bear. The Russian bear. The Russian is gonna be bear. on the right side waiting for the other. Oh man, it's just really hard to, to make any jokes or or not make any jokes or just just to let this go.
0: Good. Okay, should we discuss some of this stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, double uh, IHF came out with a statement. You want to? Yeah. Take okay. a look at it. We it- assume that Russian Russian hockey is getting kicked out
1: getting the getting the boot yep that's a suspension of all russian Belarusian national teams uh, and clubs from participation in every age category in all iihf competitions or events until further notice um that includes the withdrawal of the world junior championships from russia in 2023 um everything there they don't get to play hockey for a while
0: Nothing official on the World Junior Tournament, the one that got canceled, but we assume that that could go uh, as early as August. And this w- this takes place not...
1: after May, I believe. Is that right, Sam? Do... I think it's even later than that, maybe, that they're thinking about.
0: Oh, the
2: oh the World Championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually alongside the first or second round of the playoffs.
1: I'm just saying this all takes place yeah. in May, the, yeah. the start yes. of the yeah. suspensions. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. Yeah right they would be out from all those events yeah
0: and we also did hear from the national hockey league for the first time as they uh, issued a statement saying they uh, the national hockey league condemns russia's invasion of the ukraine and urges a peaceful resolution as quickly as possible effective immediately we are suspending our relationships with our business partners in russia and we are pausing our russian language social and digital media sites in addition We are discontinuing any consideration of Russia as a location for any future competitions involving the National Hockey League. We also remain concerned about the well-being of our players from Russia who play in the NHL on behalf of their NHL clubs and not on behalf of Russia. We understand they and their families are being placed in an extremely difficult position. Mm -hmm. That is from the National Hockey League. So the uh, the
1: big the big bodies have made their move here. So I, I think we we had a strong idea that was coming.
0: Yeah, I, I would say that
2: the I Jeff I I H F removal of Russia from a lot of hockey tournaments. I mean, if you're trying to hurt Putin in the way that you can, that's a way that's really going to hurt him. Because, I mean, you know how much he loves hockey. We always see those videos of him playing hockey.
1: Just lighten it up out there <laughs> yeah, authentically.
2: Ten goals a game, pretty good. Um, yeah, him, he loves hockey. You may talk about Ovi, the relationship there. So I think that's actually pretty good. They did that. They had to do it, obviously. I, everybody else is doing stuff like that. I think they, they've they been pretty much kicked out of the World Cup in soccer. Like, it's yeah. everyone's kind of moving in that direction. So... Good for them to do it. Uh the NHL. I, I don't really know what that statement sure. means at all, but like
0: the other thing is is that's not mentioned, but like forever? Wow. Six months, a year? Yeah, I, I think that's years, it's, pretty, it's all pretty like loose.
1: suspended like, till like, further let's notice. See how this like, shakes
0: out. Like, till further the, notice. Till further notice. What the
2: hell does that mean? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, that's all of what's happening right now is everyone's uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't think they know what that means. I think the only thing they can do is right now we know it's not going to be cool. Yeah. We'll see if tomorrow Putin wakes up and he's like, you know what? Ah, we're it's all off. We we missed the world championships. Yeah. I mean, obviously not because of that, but I'm we, just saying if things change, which they, 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 we would
0: they, dearly love to hear.
1: Of
2: course. My goodness, would we love to hear that?
1: Well, yeah. we we had a little chat before we came on the air about like what does the NHL do about Ovechkin's about two, he's five. Goals away from the third all time on the NHL goals list. You know who the next person on the list is after Jager? It's Gordy Howe. Like Gordy Howe. This is a big story. Like this is a massive deal. And is the NHL gonna trumpet this? I, celebrate it?
0: It's a tough spot. It's a I mean I mean, there's Yager the pe- too, he's passing. You know why he wears number sixty-eight, right? No. It was the year that uh I think Russia sent tanks in in Czechoslovakia.
1: So Yager's probably got an opinion on this. You're yeah, saying? I
0: think he's got a little bit of a strong opinion. I yeah, think strong as Dominic Kosick's. His, his grandfather, I believe, died in jail uh, because of the resolution. Oh my god! And uh, I, I don't know. We haven't heard from Yager. Dominic Kosick's been very vocal on social media. Yeah. Towards Ovechkin, I don't know. Uh, so like. like- some guys, obviously, particularly European
1: players, have strong feelings on Ovechkin and, and what what's going on there right now. Yeah, can I read Hasik's tweet? Is that okay?
2: I think, yeah, maybe he I mean, doesn't swear. It's on
1: Twitter. Yeah, he yeah. says, you know, so Ovechkin made his comments. Please, no more war. And Hasek said, what, not only an ableist, a chicken S, but also a liar. Every adult in Europe knows well that Putin is a mad killer and that Russia is waging a, an offensive war against a free country and its people. The NHL must immediately suspend contracts. Like he went on here about what should happen with uh, Russian players and all that. But there are people who are looking and talking about Ovechkin differently publicly than they have, which makes me wonder how the NHL is going to handle this. Well, how even, hard? even maybe in like, yeah. you know, he's an NHL player. He's a player. He's a hockey player yeah yeah
0: it's tricky but. for the National Hockey League. how hard they want to push this celebration of are oh, you passing can't, you can't pass
1: you can't celebrate it, Kipper you can't well, you what does that can't. mean you, you 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 just ignored it it never happened
0: you just so wait he's till gonna he... he's gonna pass Yager and yeah. no mention on NHL social media nah. about Yager being passed Man, for you know Ovechkin. a
1: sub headline. You know, one of the...
0: A note. But low-key, you're saying?
1: I think so. I think this is the NHL has to just take their lumps here, and we don't get a, to get a boost from this. What we have to do is avoid getting a negative. Can you imagine if we if right now or whatever in two weeks, there's a, a tweet from NHL, at NHL, and it's like, the grade eight surpasses, yeah. you know, you know. it's just the, what's yeah. the response to that going to be? No one wants to hear his name right now, and... I'm not saying that's right at all, boys. I'm just saying that's where it is. Probably not wrong. It's
2: probably not wrong. And the Leafs are just the center of the, the universe. How they the go right into for the middle. They, oh I know. They go right into the middle of this with the Leafs going into Washington, DC. Is this his first home game since? Right? Uh, it yeah, would be. not sure. Because they played the game they played against the Rangers was in was that Madison Square Garden, I think. Correct. I think that's their first home game since.
1: I can't tell if it's because the Leafs are the center of the universe or if it's been large coincidences, but like, you know, when my father-in-law passed yeah you know my wife's there like holding his hand and the next day is leafs are in town hockey night in canada to bring attention to something that we obviously felt so strongly and passionately about now this with the ovechkin big deal leafs come to town within a week to you know like it's it's just been like they've been around major stories all year
2: don't forget going into chicago
1: going into chicago right when that firestorm was going on you know, like they have just been around stories. Someone should have a podcast about these guys. Yeah, someone should and talk about this every day. It's, fascinating. I mean, it's just been a
0: fascinating year in the Leafs' history, right. honestly. When we're not talking about that, we're talking about Nick Ritchie being a, a goal scorer again in the Equally National Hockey <laughs> League. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we said no more Nick Ritchie's
2: conversations,
0: and no, now we got to have
2: one. We got to bring him back. We have to. <laughs> He's golden Why t- is
3: it everybody leaves? He becomes a star.
0: What did he end up with? Just a goal and Uh, an assist. And a helper. Yeah, goal and an assist. Well, good for him. I think it's the
2: perfect situation for Nick Ritchie. He's playing somewhere warm. You know, it's the opposite of where he was playing. A crap team with no expectations. He can go there. Just play hockey. You don't have to think about it.
0: I get uh, such a a chuckle every once in a while because someone will send me a, a message on Twitter that I recommended... Trading Willie Nylander for Nick Ritchie and uh, Brandon uh, Montour. Montour. Yeah, Yeah, that's like six years ago. (laughs) That's (laughs) a pretty famous one, Kip. Six years ago. And everybody, they all turn around and go, hey, would you, yeah, trade Nick Ritchie now? And it's like, no, 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 no. That was six years ago (laughs) when he was a top 10 NHL draft pick. Yeah. And the guy everybody thought was the next Lucic. You know what I get killed for? I get
1: killed for saying that Cole Caulfield would score 35 or 40 this year. <laughs> I get that sent to me. Well, hold on now. I got that sent to me every other day until about two weeks ago. He's on and a 30-goal base you know, now. He's <laughs> dried up. Let me tell you. Listen, Kipper, I didn't I didn't <laughs> want to ever
2: bring that up with you because... Six years ago. You get that a lot. Six years well, ago. I know. It's a, uh, listen, oh... Honestly, I'm thrilled I'm not nearly famous enough for all my bad takes, but boy, if you want to go through my Twitter and roast me,
0: <laughs> good lord. Like, yeah. uh, you, and you, you like there's so many of them. You don't even want to address them because it's like but I've also you can't said, even bother.
1: You can't, but I said this to Sammy before like the best GM in the world. Go look through, through their track record of trades. Everyone made a couple of bad trades. Are out here saying words about things every day. It's going to be a few misses.
2: Yeah, it'd, I it'd said they should give Jack Campbell six years for yes, six million, and he hasn't had a save since. <laughs> <laughs> Every puck shot at him
0: has gone in the net since I said that. <laughs> like business. even if Nick Ritchie could have turned himself into a a poor man's Lucic in his prime,
1: he's a broke ass man. So <laughs> it
0: still would have been a pretty good deal for what? the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Lucic is pretty good still. I, I, yes, he, he, but like in he, his prime, oh my God, he was force, force, scary, force. Yeah, and Nick Ritchie had that potential to turn himself into a Tom Wilson, a Lucic. That's not mindset. No, that's we it, we we found that out. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Just doesn't have that 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 gumption, and to match that potential with the frame and the the skill. You got to have this fire burning in you. And we know it's not there for Nick. Do you ever watch the videos of Lucic boxing at like 16 years old? Animal.
1: Absolute manimal. Animal. I just... 16-year-old Lucic would beat the life what out of me. One of my favorite
2: clips of all time is because I, I, I hate the Boston Bruins, obviously. But I hate Ryan Miller more than I hated the Boston Bruins. And when Lucic... Just barreled him like he came out <laughs> to the hash marks to play the puck for some reason, and he like, just like like no. like every goalie thinks, oh, you know, I'm immortal. I'll do whatever I want out here. No one's gonna <laughs> touch me, and he just gets buried by Lucic. <laughs> and I watch a lot of Flames because they're a really fun team to watch. He's still contributing at a high level. He's a great third understand. line He's player. Aer-
0: he he can, and and he does it when he needs to do it. Yeah. but it's just the threat. It's of there. Him it's out always there. there, and they can still feel it. Mm-hmm. And that Nick Richie can still do that, but you just hypothetically know that the odds of it aren't very good. Yes. Yeah. So your opponent can take a little bit of edge off of him knowing that Lucic, he could still kick the shit out of you. Yeah. You know
1: it. I think if all oh, YouTube, I think had <laughs> Nick Richie twice fought, twice, had he got into it, you know, and said, ah, it's not quite working for me. Um, you know, I'm not scoring goals. And he said, I'm going to be a fourth liner and make it work and fought. I think it could have potentially worked for him, but it didn't. It's okay. People will get to know our show well. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: okay. Sammy told me we're on TV now. Just make sure you don't cuss.
2: Yeah. yeah. I was telling you guys all about, you know, like hand movements and reactions to things. And then I forgot to tell Kipper, yeah, don't swear. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's amazing. Honestly, though. Just on a, on a swearing note, it's remarkable. If you listen to our pre-show conversations, I often wonder to myself how I don't swear on air because legitimately every third s- word when I'm not on air
0: is a swear. Yeah. And I never swear on air on like some people, but...
1: <laughs> well, it's better than our early shows too where yeah, it was true. fairly aggressive.
0: So when we were talking about um, Kerfoot's empty net goal against Minnesota and you brought this up, how there was just like... It was Zuccarello who tripped him on the empty net goal, and mm-hmm. everybody kind of just, Kerfoot gave him the hairy eyeball, but didn't,
1: Yay, did, didn't move. Stop.
0: Didn't move. You don't do that. And then we're watching, uh, was it Hagel? Mm. Empty net goal in Chicago? Did you see that one? Where, oh, yeah. Where PK tripped him, <laughs> and then there was a scrap. And then it's like, a scrap. But it was a bit more of a flashpoint moment because everybody was going
2: towards the net. The net goes flying off the moorings because he goes into the net after he gets tripped and everybody goes crazy.
1: Like, apparently, empty but, net is Thunderdome. Like, what's yeah, the thing got oh, lit oh up?
0: The whole cylinder but, got destroyed. Jake think, Evans got killed by Shifley. Yeah. But, but it, it kind of shows you the mentality of the Leafs and maybe other teams. And I last time I we checked, we're all in the same year, you know? Yep. 2022. And I don't know, I kinda liked Chicago's response on PK. So I just don't think I, you
1: can import it though, Kemper. So no, I'm, no, no, I'm with you. I, but, I know
0: that. But like they can't just, just get I'm just showing you the different so, contrasts. That's I agree. All. That's I, I do, totally you mentioned
2: thick. you mentioned Kerfoot, and that's a perfect little segue to end our show here. Saw this tweet that I thought was interesting. It's from a guy named Producer Clark, so a fellow producer, radio show producer. Fun fact of the day. Alex Kerfoot with thirty-seven points in fifty-two games. Would actually lead four NHL teams in scoring this year, and it would—it's amazing how many teams he would be second on two. So there you go. What do we think the teams are? Montreal, uh, Arizona. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Jersey. else. Jersey. I mean, it's just one of those things
1: know. for me where it's like, okay, you Seattle. know, his team's awesome. He plays with awesome players. Yeah. You know,
2: he's on. I think he. I think the point I'm getting at with that is that he might have a little bit more value than you think. Yeah. That there's another team that maybe looking at him. How many
1: points? I know. I agree. And I think it's a good point by Producer Clark. But if, <laughs> I'm Clark. telling you, if you, you put Alex Kerfoot on Montreal or Arizona or whatever those wouldn't teams be were, same. he doesn't have 37 points.
0: You wouldn't be surprised to see them move him and lose the 3.5? I would be okay Happy? That. Okay. Maybe
1: that. they could get a, a physical happy. player, a Nick Richie or someone.
0: I, I, I actually am
2: not against, like a lot of people kind of, Poo-poo, uh sorry, Nick Ritchia. Yeah, a lot of people did that too. Alex Kerfoot, and I don't think it's necessarily warranted in terms of how much flack he gets from some people. But like I'm not gonna lose a lot of sleep if he's but he's he seems to be a well-like
0: guy on the team. Like he really he's does got seem better finish than Engval. For sure. McKayev's starting to come around a little bit more, but they're all like super fast and some skill, but like zero Luchich. But he, he he was actually a bit of a
2: you know what in the playoffs last year. Last year he was doing some some questionable stuff in the playoffs against the Hats. Who remember, was
1: it that this guy? Decided, Kerf, someone called him Greasy. Was it an All or Nothing? Someone said he was a bit greasier than you think.
2: Yeah, no. and Kerfoot remember when he ran really? Suzuki into the boards after like after the whistle at the end of the game? Like he's got he does have a little bit of that when it came to the playoffs last year. He had yeah, to fill in he, for
0: he, Tavares. All right, does Washington end their two game losing streak tonight? Uh, at least win ten. Six, nine <laughs> ten fourteen twelve
2: 9 14 12 like our uh, like general nuts says yeah that's a first quarter raptor score isn't it <laughs>
1: yeah. you know this this washington team like they, they got players you know you open up their their list of guys and you're like oh yeah like Kuznetsov Backstrom Oshie Wilson Ovechkin John Carlson has 40 points in 50 games on the back end. This, like they, They've they got players. They've just been a little unlucky. I actually, they're they are better than the Rangers to me in the Metro. I think this is a team that's going to win some games down the stretch and kind of be a tough out in the postseason if they get some saves, like the Leafs. If they get saves, pretty good team. You
2: know who's licking their lips tonight? Who that? Kipper's boy, Tom Wilson.
1: Who's going to stop all? He's, he's going he like, oh, to be running
2: around
0: tonight. Running around. Our first ever YouTube show. Yeah. Our thanks to close to 300 watchers. I think so. And 136 likes. Can we get it to 150? I'm not sure. Baby steps here. Sammy faded a little bit in the last 15 minutes. Might have heard it a little bit. Yeah, somebody called my joke week. I don't even know what joke I made. Great (laughs) chats. A lot of great chats in our our first day at YouTube. Some people want to move... uh, Tavares to the wing. What good does that do? At least he wins draws. Our thanks to Craig Simpson and Alan May today. Enjoy the game. We're right back tomorrow on our YouTube channel and Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Have a great one, everybody.